Welcome to Coffee with My Mom, a podcast about family, life, and talking to our teens. And iced tea, like little iced tea. Like a baby version of the rapper? Yeah. Okay. Is that like little Forrest Whitaker? Oh, God. Yeah, but this one's saying pop killer. <laughs> so, like, cadence, basically. So this is episode nine. So we recorded this back in October. This was a long time ago. It is now February. So we had some uh, medical issues and uh, now we were able to do some stuff. So it took us a while to get around to getting this one up. Nice. But we met some really amazing people. I'm honestly super inspired still, and it's several months later. So if you don't know what Geek Girl Con is, Geek Girl Con is a convention. It started in 2011? 2000 old. 2011, I think. And it is a convention that was meant to be a space for women who are nerds. And it was really important to me that I brought Cadence to it. And she dressed up as Captain Hammer for her first Geek Girl Con. Gowan was uh, Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible. It's pretty epic. And uh, We did a costume contest and lost to someone who did the Avatar. Okay. Yeah, you didn't lose. You just didn't win. That's different. <laughs> no. If you literally, if you didn't win, you lost. <laughs> I don't know that I feel that that's true. You had a really amazing time running around on a stage while a bunch of people clapped for you. And it's, it's either a one or a zero. And, and zero. guess who wasn't on CNN's website? And guess who got rid of all her cloud gear? You did? Fuck. It's fine. Guess who didn't get onto CNN's you? website? No, the Avatar costume did not. <laughs> but you and your brother did. Did you know that? You were on the front page at CNN the day of Key Girl? I did not know. You were? It was no. cool. I was also on the front page for uh, Pride Parade a long time ago after I busted my face open. You were. So we went to Geek Girl this year. Uh, so you actually have a long history of Geek Girl because back when we used to do a lot of conventions, that was everyone's favorite, I think. Yeah, it was the most fun. It was. I remember that there was a lady there. And like, should we, I had saw, seen her at a bunch of other cons. I'm right about it, aren't I? I don't know. What are you going to talk about? Um, and I'd seen her at multiple other cons, and she was really nice, and she gave me a corset, actually, from her, like, bin. That was the vendor that we really liked. Yeah, she was really lovely. Yeah, she made corsetry, and she gave you one when you were, like, eight, and yeah. I was like, oh my, but it was loose enough, so I was like, okay. Yeah. It's too small now. I'm, I'm significantly larger. Than you were when you were seven? <laughs> yes, you are. Nice. So, we talked initially to some different really cool comic artists. We basically mm-hmm. just walked the merch floor. Talked to our favorite people. And we talked to everyone that we thought was really amazing. Yeah. Uh, and there were some great artists. There were some great artisans. Made, uh, there was a really cool jewelry maker that yeah. we talked to. He was really cool. Uh, so, basically, this is our intro, and we are going to just play all of our clips one after the other from all oh a really cool game maker yeah put James. Him, mm-hmm, James Stowe who we met at the second geek girl when I got him into his first geek girl because I put not him on flex. my panel not to flex no that was cool I was on my panel too it was lit I was like eight <laughs> you were on that that was your first panel that's true yeah yeah so enjoy 
yeah, enjoy, and we will see you after the cut. See you on the flip side, brother. We're okay. out. So we out here in the convention center. It's actually not the convention center, right? It's the conference, conference center. So do you want to do a science experiment? Or no? I don't know what I want to do. <gasps> That's the R2-D2. Oh my god. Hold on. He is cooler than you. Can R2-D2 play the ukulele? I don't think so. He can probably do some kind of beeps that like sound ukulele-like. Wow. You could give him a module that would allow him to play the ukulele. Why, Why would you do that? Then he could just steal my brand and more. Then give him an electric ukulele. We should call this episode Cadence's Beef with R2-D2. No. Electric ukulele. Electric that's a thing, it is. It's R2's electric, electric ukulele. Mm, I hate it. That makes one of us. I want to guess, but I don't want to get it wrong either. Okay, Shira, can I think? Ask me. Awesome. Can I please take a picture yes. first? Okay. One more time. Yes. What's your name and what do you do? Uh, my name is Isaiah <laughs> Xavier Bradley, and I draw comics and illustrations. Awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite media to work with? Oh, that's a difficult question because I'm a mixed media guy. Yeah. I first started to really work with watercolor and it took a while, but it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Also, acrylic is another favorite of mine. And I also enjoy doing the mixed media of Photoshop and traditional work. So I would do a base uh, of, um, of acrylics and I'll go in there with Photoshop to add some beautiful special yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some details and awesome. everything, yes. Do you have any tips for anyone who's looking to start writing their own comics? Uh, just go for it. Just start doing it. Let nothing hold you back. This is an era where you can post your stuff online and millions of people can see it. And everyone is just, just like really going out there with ideas. Trust me, you're going to want to just go crazy and put it out there and just like show it to the world. Don't hold back. You only have one life. Live it to the fullest. And just show off your passion. Share it. It's a beautiful thing in this world and we need more of it. Absolutely true. <laughs> Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. So, so make sure it's actually recorded. Yeah, it She's we're learning how to podcast. Yeah, so cool. Okay. Oh, so, so what's your name and what do you do? Uh, my name is Caitlin Ono. Um, I'm currently, <laughs> I guess I'm a freelance artist yeah. right now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what uh, media is your favorite to work with? Uh, so um, I like working in pencil. Um, I'm more of a dry media artist. Yeah. And so what I actually do is I draw all of these in graphite and then I scan them into Photoshop and I yeah. colorize them using um, the computer. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Why do, why do artists start in red pencil? Uh, for this one? Yeah. Um, this one I do I'm, that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So we st a lot of artists will start with a colored pencil because um, say if they're going to ink it, yeah. um, it allows them to kind of get the line work down first. Um, they, the popular ones are either red or blue, yeah. and blue because there's it's called non-photo blue. So when yeah. they scan it, the blue just disappears. Yeah, so yeah. Like that's yeah, that's what I was always confused about with the red is right. that, like I don't know how you get rid of it afterwards. Yeah. So some people maybe don't want to necessarily get rid of the red, but yeah. because it already has a warm undertone, then yeah. it's like really good already for skin tones yeah. and like shading that way. Because like sometimes when you do. Um, blue then it's like too cool and it doesn't feel yeah, yeah it can yeah. look a little dead but the red allows you to kind of put like um, and and to like for whatever reason red black and white is just like a instant win combination yeah so um, that's why I think a lot of people do use red as an undercolor as well awesome thank you so much I didn't know that yeah no problem okay. <laughs> again no one else hears that but you
I'm gonna <laughs> turn towards the wall and go. Party foul, don't ruin the decorations. Ooh, that's a good idea. I think I'll do that. I'll ruin the decorations. That'll teach them. <laughs> what is your name and what do you do? Hi, my name is Ciolo Thompson. I am a illustrator and a writer. Yeah. Um, so what motivated you to kind of start this and like why tarot cards? Um, I have read tarot for a long time and I love tarot and I love tarot decks. And um, I, for me, I if I draw something, I will never forget it. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, to learn all of the meanings of the cards and everything, I'm going to just start drawing a deck. Yeah. And I didn't have any intention of making it a commercial product or anything. But then a year later, after I had finished yeah. <laughs> doing all the cards, I was like, oh, you know what? These are cool as hell, yeah. I was like, people might like this. Yeah. And um, I originally just did a little Kickstarter and put it out there as a Kickstarter for my friends and whatnot. And that went super well. And then um, a publisher picked up the project. Yeah. And so now it's, um, yeah, it's with Lou Allen and we've That's sold <laughs> a lot of them. Oh, excellent. That's yeah. Yeah. So Llewellyn has published this one and then they published um, The Hedge Witch, which is the yeah. follow-up. And then we have a new deck coming out um, in June. Yeah. yeah. It's called The Other Cantero Deck. What's your favorite tarot card? That's um, a good question. You know, I have, so like my favorites are like, you know, the Empress and the Hermit and things like that. But I think that anyone that reads tarot for a while, you end up with a shadow card. It's yeah. just the card that comes up for you all the time. Yeah. And you don't get to choose that. That's no, just what it is. It yeah. chooses you. And my shadow card is the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So like every time if I drop a tarot deck on the floor, the moon will end up upright. Like Do that's just how it is. Do I what that card means? Yeah. So the moon, um, it's the imagery on it is usually two columns of some sort. And then you have um, two dogs and you have uh, a lobster or a crayfish or something like that, which is the voice of the subconscious coming yeah. out of the water, which is creativity and sort of the unconscious realm. Yeah. And so the moon card is usually about sort of being kind of... Um, in sort of dwelling in the shadow realm. So sometimes it means that you're confused or lost. Sometimes it means that you're just, um, that you're a creative person and that you're kind of in that realm, that you're not necessarily in the conscious, like yeah. everyday realm. And for me, I think because I'm an artist and I live sort of in that space, that yeah. liminal space that's kind of not in the all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a kind of a perfect card for me. And it's also about balance because you have like the wolf and the dog. And yeah. the wolf is about your like wild instincts and kind of, you know, that um, that sort of darker self. Yeah. And then the dog is the more domesticated kind of thing. Yeah. It's about kind of balancing those two things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of a really good card for me. Yeah, I see that. That's a yeah. good card to get. Although I would totally choose like, oh, I'm an empress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, and the deck's like, no, you're not. You're just a stupid <laughs> just, dog. Just yeah. <laughs> you're a craw dog. <laughs> oh, that's a mood. So, what is your name and what do you do? So, my name is Adrian. Uh, I'm half of Optimistical Studios. We make geek and fandom uh, jewelry and accessories. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us about like, the electrocuting thing again? Oh. That was really cool. Yes. Um, one of the processes that we do for some of our charms and then some of our other metals as well is what's called nanoceramic electroplating, where we take, um, for example, a pumpkin charm yeah. and we put it on a copper fixture yeah. and dip it in a, a solution of nanoparticles of orange ceramic and while it's in there I send a current through it of anywhere between 30 and 60 volts for 15 to 60 seconds and that uh, current bonds the ceramic 
permanently to the outside of the charm. Yeah. And then it gets fired in a kiln similar to the way you would fire a pot. Pot, yeah. Um, what do you and use to... You get a really shiny, really pretty color out of it. It's really bright. Super bright colors. Yeah, and it's yeah. really nice because it still feels metal. It still sounds metal. Yeah. But now there's no metal coming into contact with your skin. Oh, I didn't think of that. So if you have an metal allergy. sensitivities yeah. or an allergy, now you can wear jewelry. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Cool. Uh, and it means I get to pretend to be a mad scientist. Yeah, I mean, you kind of are a mad scientist. Well, and it's really cool because, like, for example, the this really soft blue color, Yeah. that's not a color that they make. No. That's a custom mix color. Yeah. Because it's a solution, I can mix it just like I would mix paint. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's super So I can make whatever color I want. Yeah. What's your name and what do you do? So my name is Casey Donay, and I do a lot of like uh, popular character portraiture stuff like that. Yeah. Who's your favorite character to draw? Um, I would say probably Wonder Woman. Yeah. I've, yes. I've done her a few times. <laughs> she now. has a super cool Six. and like, interesting face. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. Super cool. But. Um, what would you say your favorite genre is to draw people from? Um, it's it's probably a lot of the superhero genre, um, but also. Um, just kind of the fantasy and sci-fi stuff. I really like Star Wars and that kind of stuff too. So that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What do you hope to kind of continue doing in the future? Um, well, I just love coming to cons and interacting with the people here and, and getting them to see um, my art's kind of a little bit of a niche art. I yeah. tend to do strong female characters, which in this show is you see yeah. everywhere, yeah. but most everywhere else I go yeah. is yeah. kind of You're a more of a yeah, niche. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I yeah. like that I'm doing something that maybe not everyone else has been doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What media did you start with? Um, originally, I used to just draw with pencils, colored pencils. Um, I did some painting in acrylics and oils. Yeah. And then I made the switch to digital about five years ago. Yeah. And it took me a while to, yeah. you know, translate the skills. But once I started to, to put out stuff that I was happy with and I started putting it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, what medium have you struggled with the most? Like, what is the hardest? Uh, for me, in my experience, it's been watercolor because I'm a control freak and yeah. watercolor doesn't like no. that. No, it, it goes where it wants. Yes, yeah, and I don't deal with that kind of randomness no. very well. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like you can make it do what you want, but like... Yeah, no, you can't. You no just have to be happy with what you yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. For sure. There's no video, right? No. Yeah, no oh, video. good. Where are the cameras? <laughs> and I'm the guy, do I look good? No, this hat's kind of trying to come off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what is your name and what do you do? Um, I am Lizzie D. Hill. I am a watercolor fantasy artist. I sell my art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. How did you discover watercolors? How did you come to that? Actually, um, it was my brother-in-law's idea. He um, is an art teacher. I was first using acrylics. And sometimes I would use mark markers and color yeah. pencils together. Um, but I was, um, it was, I was visiting family during the summer. Yeah. And he's all, oh hey, come check out my class. And I yeah. go into this class, and we're just doing whatever mediums. Yeah. And we came up. He wanted us to paint a landscape, and he's all, why don't you try watercolors? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. That's it was so like, awesome. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So. Watercolor. I love watercolors. It's my preferred medium too. And yeah. I, part of yeah. the thing I love about them is the challenge. Yeah. I mean, they scare me. Yeah. But what I get out of it, it's, it's just so rewarding. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just like oh, it, I, it, it happened. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like this relief of yeah. awesome yes yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so watercolors kind of do what they want. 
how do you get like these beautiful controls like like the hair and the like um with a very tiny brush, like the tiny branches and intricate stuff, I have a size zero brush, and my husband had discovered there is actually existing a zero zero brush. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the best. So, tiny yeah, that was a Christmas stuff. present. I'm all, there's zero zero? And he's like, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's just that, you know, the paintbrush, a high-quality paintbrush is the best way to go, like the sable hair and stuff. That really helps get the control that I need. Yeah. So... What's your favorite brand of watercolors? Oh dear. Um, brands. Brands. Um, I use Daniel Smith and I use the um, Grams. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love that one because the Grams one is because it's so smooth. They use a honey kind yeah, of thing, so awesome. it gives it that nice smooth yeah. feel that I like. But I like the Gram, um, not the Grams, uh, the Daniel Smith because it gives it a little bit of grit in some places. Yeah, it makes it look a little bit more. Like so. Yeah, and the biggest thing is both of them, they give me my vibrant colors yeah. that I like. Yeah, that's really important. The, so. the colors in your work are very awesome and vibrant. That's super cool. All right, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. What's your name and what do you do? My name is Sienna Morris and I am a scientific illustrator. Specifically, I draw entirely with numbers and equations by hands. How did you start doing that? That's really cool. Um, well, I love science. I've always been a big nerd, but I have no background in math or science. Yeah. And I've also always been an artist, and I found that combining them gave me this full understanding of what I was studying. So I researched science, and then I started drawing with what I was learning. Yeah, that's super cool. Mm -hmm. um, how did you like? How did you start like making the like? How did you find the formulas and stuff? Oh, I do research. Yeah. So uh, textbooks, reference books, the internet. Yeah. Um, occasionally, I'll do an online course, yeah. and I often work alongside with scientists. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, who's your, is there like any scientists you work with that like... Yeah, I got to work with Brittany Alperin at OHSU. We did a series of pieces on depression and how self-care can be effective in treating it. Yeah, that's super cool. And then we did a series of lectures with Northwest Noggin in Portland, Oregon, yeah. showing people the data that we found from that's our research. Cool. Wait, and then I drew stuff that's with that's it. super awesome. What, what media do you use? Um, I either use Micron Pen on watercolor paper or I do scratchboard etchings with an X-Acto blade. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. um, when did you start this? Ten years ago. Ten years ago. That's yeah. super cool. What's your favorite piece you've done? Do you have a favorite? I have several. Right now, it's forest bathing, which is inspired by the health benefits we get from having access to green spaces. Yeah, that's super cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. It's, so, yeah. Well, I, no, I just want to say it's important to us that we make sure that everybody has a gets a voice both figuratively and literally. Yeah, awesome. So, um, I want totally. to make sure that, that we're totally giving everybody sense. a chance to yeah. talk about what they do at the Real Absolutely, yeah. That's we've been interviewing a bunch of people about That's like so that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, who are your names? And wow, that was not what I wanted to say. <laughs> what are your names? And like, what kind of stuff do you guys do in like management of? Sure. I am Sharon Magliano Feliciano, and I am the president of the board of directors and the acting executive director. Awesome. So um, I make sure that our things like our finances are in order and that um, our con operations are moving smoothly and yep. working with our con operations leadership and um, the other leadership in the convention to awesome. kind of oversee it at a high level. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I'm Bridget Brave. I'm on the board of directors and I'm an attorney by trade. So I do a lot of contract review and helping with communications, things yep. of that nature. Awesome, really cool. Okay, what does Geek Girl Con mean to each of you? Oh, Geek Girl Con to me means having a safe space to dress, 
how you want and express the, your fandoms in a way that makes you happy and makes you comfortable and in a place where people aren't going to judge you in a harsh way that maybe they would at other fan conventions. So sure. we want to make a safe and welcoming space for everybody to embrace whatever it is that they love and however they choose to embrace it. That's super awesome. And it, echoing what Sharon said, I think it's about representation. That's a huge part of what this is. It's all backgrounds, all walks of life. And one of the things that I really like about Geek Girl Con that I think sets it apart from other geeky cons is how inclusive we are of children. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot here for the whole family to do together yeah. and I love seeing that happen here. Yeah. She actually used to sell books here and when I was little I would like hide out under the booths and whatever <laughs> and hang out and talk to people and so yeah, even I was from the beginning the first two or three years. Yeah. So, so even even from the beginning I definitely saw that. Yeah. It's really funny because when we talk about, you know, what does Geek Girl Con mean to you and why do you do this and why is it important? I always think about myself as a little girl, yeah. and I loved action figures and the Ninja Turtles yeah. and He-Man and She-Ra and the Thundercats and comic books and Star Trek, and I never felt that those, um, I never thought that it was okay to be a girl and yeah. to like those things. It was, those sure. were the things that the boys liked. Yeah. Um, it and wasn't the, for us. No. Right, it wasn't, it wasn't for us. And um, the Barbies, right? Uh, yeah. The pink, the Barbies, yeah. the, and, and actually I loved those things yeah. too. Um, so I love that we have a safe space where girls can come do that. And I also love that we have a space where the girls who do like all those things and want to wear makeup and frilly yeah. dresses they and can. express themselves yeah. that way can do that. And we have a fashion show and a cosplay yeah. contest. And um, it just, it, it always warms my heart when I see, especially, you know, girls who were 11 or 12 yeah. really embracing their geek. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cool to see that. So what's, what's next on the docket for Geek Girl Con? Yeah, well, we have our dates for next year. We're going to be awesome. November 16th and 17th, um, right at the same spot, the Washington State yeah. Conference Center. Awesome. Um, we'll have some of the same things that you've seen, and we'll have a lot of new surprises as yeah. well, new programming, new featured contributors. Super awesome. Um, always fun new things here at Geek Girl Con. Okay, so what is your name and what do you do? Uh, my name is Anna, and I am the CEO and chief producer of Geek Space TV. Awesome, I got the uh, right person. Okay, so uh, give me a brief like overview of what Geek Space is. Geek Space TV is a nonprofit online broadcasting studio based in Seattle, dedicated towards improving inclusion and diversity in gaming and geek spaces. What is your favorite thing you do as a studio? Oh goodness, uh, if you're looking for a piece of content, it was probably a manner of speaking uh, where we took, we helped Story Brewers run a Kickstarter for their Jane Austen inspired RPG system awesome. called Good Society. That's super cool. And yeah. it was such a wonderful opportunity, they were wonderful people to work with and perfectly fulfilled our mission. That's super awesome. Do you have any advice for someone looking to start something like this? Do it. Do it? Just do it? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, that's great. Um, Oh, how long have you had this going on? So, uh, Geek Space TV has been live for just over a year, almost a year and a half, and I've been myself broadcasting on Twitch on my own channel uh, for uh, almost four years now. That's super cool. Four years. What inspired you to start Geek Space? 
imposter syndrome. I went to school for game design and at the end of it I had a bunch of independent developers looking to me to head up an indie studio and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And so I started streaming on Twitch and playing games and it just kind of took off and let started me here. Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, have you had a chance to look around Geek Girl? A little bit, yeah. Um, there is a soap vendor yeah. with dice inside it and they have gelatinous cubes that actually jiggle yeah. like the gelatinous cube has come and eat the, eaten the dice. That's, super That's cool. my favorite thing here. That's awesome. We'll link all your that stuff. is the craziest looking thing. Yeah, it's called a task cam. It's like a just like little interview box. It looks like a Star Trek device. It kind of right. is. Yeah. Okay, so what is your name and what do you do? Uh, so my name is James Stowe. Uh, I am a cartoonist and game designer. Uh, I have created Sidekick Quest, which is an all-ages comic and role-playing game. What led you to make Sidekick Quests? Uh, so I have been in the gaming industry for about 20 years, uh, and I have a big collection of games and role-playing games. When my son was six years old, he really wanted to play these games. But uh, uh, he didn't want to play with me, he wanted to play with other six-year-olds. Oh, no. So I had to figure out how to run yeah. very complex games for very young people. Yeah. And the first thing I did was try to Google, how do you do that? Yeah. And uh, there was nothing out there. There was no game uh, to introduce these kind of yeah. games to really young players. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a niche. Yeah. I want to make that game. Yeah. So that's what I did. Yeah. Um, what did you do before Sidekick Quest? Uh, so I have always been an illustrator, and uh, I've been a fantasy illustrator for a very long time. Yeah. So since the early 90s, I've been contributing to um, the uh, like hobby art. Yeah. Um, so I've been in like 150 books. Uh, I've done a lot of artwork over the years. Yeah. Um, and then I've also designed some games. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Sidekick Quest. All right, so Sidekick Quest is an introductory role-playing game meant to be uh, very uh, easy to pick up and play for new players, especially younger players. Yeah. I really want the idea of uh, a family being able to get together and play a tabletop game together, yeah. all in one place, in no screens, no nothing. I want, as a middle-aged gamer, yeah. I want my hobby to exist beyond me and into a new generation. You want it to live on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And when I first started this project, there were no games aimed at children. No. Since I've begun, uh, there's at least three games I know of that have come out. They're really fantastic games. Um, so there is that movement starting. And now with like Critical Role and all the yeah. actual play podcasts, yeah. those yeah. things, yeah, have really begun yeah. to uh, create an interest. I get my, one of my uh, daughter's favorite shows is Riverdale. Yeah. And I guess the this season of Riverdale, they're playing a role playing game. <laughs> yeah. It is the craziest thing it's, it's to me. Like a yes, it thing. really has, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any tips for people looking to start games? Or like start oh, sure. Games? Oh, yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is just make your table a very safe place, especially if you're dealing with new players. Um, oftentimes, the hobby is seen as a very inclusive thing. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I there's there's a, a movement 
I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called the X card. And it's one of the most unique things, and I love this idea, yeah. that um, you just put a card on the table so that everybody can uh, see it and touch it. And if at any point during your game, you uh, uh, bring up a subject that someone might not feel comfortable about, they just touch the card. You yeah. don't talk about the subject, no. you just move on. Yeah. Or you rewind to a point and you start going again. Yeah. You don't discuss why they don't want to talk about it, you just touch the card and you move on. Yeah. And that ability to make it a safe environment for everybody to play, yeah. uh, no matter who they are, no matter their background, yeah. that's really important to me. Yeah. So I love that idea. I forget who I created like the yeah. X card, but it is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, that's um, cool. So uh, for me, it's really just about, especially with role-playing games, you can do anything. Yeah. And emphasizing the fact that you can do anything is really important. Yeah. Unlike a board game or a card game where you have very structured play. Yeah. You do, on your turn, you do this one thing and that's all you, you do. two actions. Right. Yeah. With um, role-playing games, you can tell a story and that's really what it is, but you're telling a story with like uh, three to eight other people. Yeah. And it's so amazing, the stories, because when I talk to people about role-playing games, they tell me about a cool thing their character did. Yeah. Not, mm -hmm. I won this yeah. or I beat this. It's, there was this time where yeah. my character did this. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that is what role playing, that's the magic of it. Yeah. Is the idea of creating these moments that people are going to remember. For sure. So yeah. I really try to create as many moments as I can yeah. uh, when I'm running games. That's yeah. super cool, yeah. Do you have any tips to get people like started who like don't necessarily like know how or like? They should go to sidekickquest.com and download. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, yes. no, seriously. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I have always been an advocate for um, playing with the people that you like. Yeah. Instead of seeking out gamers, pick up a game. Yeah. Read it. Try to introduce it to your friends. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you guys don't really understand all the rules. No. It's about sitting down and having fun together. Yeah. So you don't need to be an expert gamer in order to play games. Yeah. You just have to have, want to have fun and play with people. Yeah. I've always tried to include in every game I play at least one person who's never played before. So uh, that way it's not about, oh, well, this guy's been playing games for 15 years. Yeah. I want that guy. No, I want the person at the table who's never played before. Yeah. I want a person who uh, I can enrich their lives by introducing this kind of hobby to. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of, uh, I will always play with people who've never played before over people who've played a lot. Yeah. No, like Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then you can kind of like yeah. culture them at that sort of Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. For sure. Thank you so much. This sure, absolutely. Cool yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't want to ask me anything about the convention? Oh, I don't know. Because I'll tell you, I love this convention. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's one of my yeah. favorite conventions. So I go around to a, a lot of conventions in and around the yeah. area. Um, and this is one of our high points every single year. We, This is a very special convention in the fact that I interact with people here at this convention that I don't get to interact with at yeah. any other convention. It's a, it's a very specific group of It people. really is. Uh, I meet more families. I meet more um, female gamers yeah. in this convention than I 
uh, have access to in any other genre. Yeah. And for that, this place is really special. Yeah. Um, OrcaCon, I don't know if you guys have ever been to that one. Uh, that is a more gaming focused convention yeah. that uh, really stresses um, uh, access for everyone. Yeah. It's a game for everybody regardless of how able you are or your experience level. It is a safe place for everyone. Yeah. So those two conventions, this one and OrcaCon, are two of my favorite conventions in the area. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been doing GeekGirlCon? Uh, I have, okay, so I've been trying to get into GeekGirlCon <laughs> for a really long yeah. time. It's a very hard convention to get into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have been coming to GeekGirlCon for like five years. Yeah, well, uh, funny story, because yeah. it was one of the early Geek Girl Cons that we did a panel together. Absolutely. And Cadence was on the panel. And Yeah, my, my kids were on the panel as yeah, well. Yeah. Yep. And, and did a panel that together. That was the first one, actually, I've ever been to, yeah. was that one. It was like the one of the first It was two, one of the, it was like years. the second one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the second one. Um, and uh, ever since that moment, I've tried to get into the convention. Mm -hmm. uh, and it took me a long time, a lot of perseverance. Yeah. This is our second time here. We were here last year. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. here this year. We will come back every single year. It's yeah. one of my favorite cons. Yeah. yeah. I love it too. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's the really The talent cool. level, everybody is insane. Like, everybody's so talented. You know, it's the even best merch floor I've ever been on. Yeah. Yes. And uh, one of the things I really like this year, last year it was huge. Yeah. Like, we had the entire floor, and it yeah. was actually a little intimidating. Yeah. It was hard to get through the whole thing. This uh, year, this? they yeah. paired back a little bit, and I think it's actually more successful yeah. that it's mm -hmm. a, just a little bit smaller they than it was more last people. year. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. yeah. You can see that? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you had anything else. I don't think so. No. Right. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah. That was great. Do you have yeah. like a website you could link people to? Sure. Uh, SidekickQuest.com. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. We'll link your stuff in the show. That would be great. Absolutely. Thank you guys very yep. much. Thank awesome. You. Okay. So, let me just make sure it's recording. <laughs> what is your name and what do you do? I'm Hella Schessler. I am the artist behind Hella Bella. And uh, by day, I'm a game developer, um, animator, and... Yep. Uh, at night, I do illustration type things. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you work on for game developing, not developing? I have worked on um, Epic Mickey, Disney's Epic Mickey, and some Marvel video games. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, what inspired you to kind of start drawing and doing your art? I've always loved to yeah. draw, and so I've done it all the time. I have my bestie who is usually here as my booth mate, and yeah. she... We, she loves, we both love going to conventions and we were just, one day we were like, I, I was like, I really want to go do, and she's like, just do it. Yeah. Like, I only have a few prints, I'm like, no, just do it, just do it and we can build up. And yeah. so that's really what, what happened. I started off with some prints that I did for like um, a project that I yeah. did for my wedding. And then from there, we just kind of just like started drawing. Yeah. Part, some fan stuff and then some original artwork. I love to do watercolors, and yeah. so what's nice is that Inktober. Yeah, I love um, Inktober. Yes, so much it's fun. so much fun. Yeah. And five years back, I started doing that, and then it just kind of get, getting myself into yeah. that that habit of drawing every day really yeah. just like sparked yeah. something it's, else in me, right? Yeah, it's like something about the mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so you said you like to work with watercolor a lot. Is there another medium you work with other than um, I mostly do uh, pen and ink and watercolor, but uh, I, I'll do digital things. Um, when I design my pins, I'm, I'm on Photoshop a lot. That's super cool, yeah. yeah. 
um, if you had one tip for someone looking to like start having like a booth um, at a con, what would you what would you do? I would say just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Sign yourself up to, for a, just a small convention, um, and then from there you just give yourself deadlines. So you don't have to have a, a, an enormous wide variety of um, artwork. Just just start off, even if you have like five prints and you can make a couple of magnets or a sketch yeah. or, or um, stickers or something just give yourself just sign up and then it gives yourself a deadline and just do it because yeah. you start small it'll it'll bite you yeah and that con bug is just gonna make you yeah it's gonna make you want to do it again that. and again and again yeah, yeah the con bug I love yes that. Awesome. yes yeah. uh, what's your favorite thing to draw What's my favorite thing to draw? I love drawing mermaids um, awesome. and bunnies. Yeah. Bunnies and mermaids are my two my two things that I always go to. Yeah, they're they're quite different. What is it about them that makes like why are they so drawing? Um, I'm from Maui, yeah. so I I love I've always been in the water. My dad used to call me his little mermaid, Aww. and so I yeah, so yeah. I've always just like that's that's always been my favorite thing. Yeah, sure. um, I had a bunny growing up, and one day I. I drew actually that that first pin started off as um, an Inktober sketch, yeah. just a, a quick watercolor sketch, and that was just one of the things that I had in my for my first convention. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. And I made, made prints, and then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna grab that and I'm gonna put that as my banner because I don't have anything else. That's gonna be my banner. Um, and then I started drawing more bunnies because a lot of people were like, oh, you have that jackalope bunny, so I'm gonna draw more bunnies. And it just kind of turned into a like almost a mascot and yeah. just without even trying until it just found a niche. <laughs> Do you have a watercolor technique that you like to use? Because I know like you can like put salt on things and it like sucks it up and gives it like a cool pattern. Do you have like a, like a technique you use like that? that you, like, I cannot tell you how. I, I, I just kind of like throw water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw paint. Yeah. What I usually do, so my favorite paint is a Dr. Uh, H. Martin's um, yeah, concentrated yeah, watercolor. It's amazing. And it's been a game changer for me. So what I usually do is I'll do the sketch first and then I do like a really thin um, um, water like waterproof pen. Well, no, I'll do, oh, I do, yeah, I do yeah. pen water first. Pen. Yeah. Okay. So I just do like, I use a micron and then erase everything out. And then from there, I'll just throw the, the, the quick yeah. washes on there and, and I just start building color on top of that. That's really awesome. Yeah. I've heard Oh, it's a game changer. It's amazing, yeah. Because it doesn't get muddy. And so, yeah, it just, and the colors, I love color, as you can see in my art. So I just start throwing, like, oh, I think orange, maybe purple, maybe blue. And it doesn't, I don't have to worry about them, like, blending together and becoming mud. Yeah, yeah. I love all your stuff. It's really cool. Thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Do you have a website we could direct people to? Uh, my, my Instagram is Art. So H-E-L-A-B-E-L-L-A-A-R-T. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Just give me a second. I'll make sure we're headed. Okay. What's your name and what do you do? Um, my name is Wendy Chen and I'm a freelance illustrator. Um, I work uh, full-time at this, uh, selling my art at various conventions like Emerald City Comic Con and Sakura Con. And I also am a day stall uh, artist at Pike Place Market. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. So what kind of inspired you to start making your work? Um, I would definitely say the cartoons I watched as a kid are, is what inspired me the most. I really loved, uh, I grew up during the 90s, yeah. so I loved the Disney cartoons, especially Mulan yeah. was my favorite movie because yeah. I'm Chinese. Yeah. And um, I grew up watching like, yeah, a lot of Toonami and a lot of like action anime like Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. So yeah. that inspired me to draw in that style. Yeah. But um, what inspires my illustration style now, I guess, is probably just a uh, visual development art and concept art that I see 
in books for animated movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's super awesome. Um, what's your favorite medium to work with? Um, I really like digital. It's yeah. immediate. It, uh, the endless, it, endless possibilities. It's yeah. just easy and neat and cheap. And I, yeah. I can't. I don't have the kind of setup where I can do oil painting yeah. or something. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what's your favorite thing that you've painted so far? Um, that's really hard to answer. Yeah. Um, I really like when I get to collaborate with creators that I yeah. admire. So the um, comic cover that I did for Adventure Time was a lot of fun because I was already such a huge yeah. fan of Adventure Time. Um, I worked at Pokemon USA for a while designing awesome. products for them yeah. and that I really enjoyed the product line I made. Yeah. So, do you have any tips for anyone who's like starting out like going to conventions? Or, um, like, absolutely. I would say um, definitely cultivate the kind of personality that it takes. Like yeah. if you're normally very shy and you don't feel comfortable talking about your art and, yeah. and kind of talking yourself yeah. up, work on that. Yeah. Work on that first and make nice with your neighbors. Like yeah. make friends with the artists here. They're not they're not your competitors. They're actually a really great resource. Yeah, they're, for sure. They're, they're your supporters and the people that you learn from the most. Yeah. So those are my two biggest pieces yeah. of advice. How do you get more confident about your art? Because like, um, I would that that is like a really like personal yeah, live sure. question, but I would say you make force yourself to make something on like a weekly basis, yeah, no matter like what, and force yourself to post it online, no matter yeah. what. Maybe yeah. you don't get the feedback you want. Maybe it doesn't get any likes, but. Yeah. Just kind of commit to that, and you'll at least you'll measure yourself more by your output yeah. than by what others say. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. And you get to improve the, yeah. because yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that I struggle with. Is I'm, yeah, yeah, everyone struggles yeah. with it. Yeah. I, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. You Thank you so much. Um, yeah, everything is at wendychen.com. That's Wendy spelled with an I. Awesome. And you're welcome yeah. to take my cards. Yeah, Those I have. Are, yeah. Nice. I have I will definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. much. And we out here. We really out here. That was a lot. <laughs> okay, wrap it up. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're literally doing yeah. right now. But we're at the end. Oh, at the end end. Right. Yeah, no, that is pitching a hissy fit because... That is not, not pitching a hissy fit. So... No, if he so, pitched a hissy fit, he would actually go to like a movie director and be like, okay, so what? this is what... <laughs> So, did you have a favorite? Ooh, that's really tough. Um, I think... Do you need their names? Isaiah was Mm -hmm. really fun to talk to. He was so good. He was so good. I am... I said this, like, afterwards, after I was done talking to him, um, that he... I was really nervous to kind of start, like, talking to people, because, like, I didn't necessarily, like, know if that was the sort of thing people, like, wanted, if they wanted a microphone in their face. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to go be invasive and, like, question people about their art. And So, talk to Isaiah. Yeah. I'm serious. Um, what's up, girl? <laughs> um, but, like, he... Hello? Oh, it's just Alan. Um, I, like, actually went and looked at a bunch of his artwork recently and then, like, was like, shit, I gotta start making my own comics. Like, preach. So you were inspired. Yeah, I was inspired by him. He was really cool. And I was honestly a little bummed that he was the first person I interviewed because I wanted, like, I wanted to ask more questions and spend more time with him. That's why you got more comfortable with it. Well, you know what? He's probably... Bet you that he would podcast with you again. We could probably get him on the podcast and, like, make a podcast about making comics. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, he might be at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, if he's not in it, then he'll definitely be around. Mm-hmm.
Um, I really like talking with James. He is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of good advice about role-playing games. Yeah. So I really like talking with Caitlin Ono. She was really cool. She did a lot of, um, like, Akira Kurosawa. Miyazaki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, not Akira Kurosawa. A lot of Miyazaki-inspired Miyazaki art. Yeah, I actually picked up one of her pieces. She used really cool paper, and I like talking with her about, uh, like, her methods. And I, th- I think that was one of my favorite parts, too, was just talking to everybody about their methods and, like, what they suggested. Um, and that was really fun. And then I think that I really... So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a really great time. Oh, yeah. And uh, Hella Bella, my uh, mm-hmm. other sensi. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. There was sensi. nobody else. Sense8. It's a TV show. And, like, it's... I have not I met that many people who've watched it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was... She was one of the only people that I found selling art that was of that TV show. And I freaked out. I was like, I need it now! Yeah, you have it on your wall now. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And so when is the next one? Uh, next Geek Girl is in November in Seattle. And you Seattle. buy tickets. You can buy tickets. Uh, I don't know if you can buy them yet. I, no. I know that they're actually currently taking uh, applications for panels and for Oops. artwork and for, yeah. Can I submit stuff? You, you can. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you you're probably not going to get in. People is not that talented yet. Nope, that's not it. It's that you're too small right now. Mm. So they really are we mostly did. take... People who they, their booths are expensive, and they take artists who are a little more financially. I bet successful. I could reach out to any of the people that I talk to and say, "Hey, like I'm interested in starting." You're probably not going to get. A, um, you're welcome to try. No, 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 no. To the people we talk to, like Isaiah, and be like, "Hey, like what cons do you?" Rusty Con is an amazing con to start at because you will absolutely get a booth. It is a very small convention. Uh, when is it? God, I think I probably one. missed it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's in con. January. Yeah. Rusty Con. Oh, September 2019. Yeah, Ooh. so it's a little ways out. So I'll reach out to there. But you could start planning now. Yeah. Um, and make a portfolio. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about it on the podcast. As yeah. It goes by. No, about your fine. progress. Yeah. You can find us. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, not really. You can find us at www.coffeewithmymompodcast.com. You can find us on the iTunes directory or anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. My bro Stitcher. Leave us reviews to help other people find us. Yeah, share with your friends. It's always appreciated. Um, you can find me at, right now I'm no scrubs on Instagram. I change it a lot, so just you can find me if you look up Caden Sturgeon. And you can find me on Twitter at Mary Sturgeon. I don't post a ton, but that is my social media home. I also have a blog if you want to hear about my conversations about sexuality as a teenager. And that's www.thekinkyteen.com. And you can find me on Twitter at www.yeetyeetyeet.com. Not a thing. Cutting that out. All right. Uh, we will see you next at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, we will be there. Yeah. Nice.